for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Wrestling Show. Hey guys, this is the Bro Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Matt, and with me, as usual, is Logan. Yep. And today we are going to cover, I want to say eventful, mm. but I guess it was eventful. Yeah. Technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, just not all that exciting. Uh event, I guess they're called now. They're no longer pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crown Jewel. And we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. So, starting off, what were your what were your hopes kind of going into Crown Jewel? Uh, I guess hopes would have been for it to be fun and watchable. So, for the opposite of everything that happened, basically. Correct. Okay. Uh, how did you, did you catch the kickoff show? No. No, probably one of the best. I had to actually go back because I didn't realize there was a kickoff show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got started watching it late, but, uh, probably one of the better matches on the entire show is on the kickoff show, which is a usual thing for them now. Um, mm-hmm. That was uh, Rusev and Nakamura. Hmm. So, Those guys work well together. They do. Um, obviously, Nakamura won for some reason, even though I feel like he's not on TV all that much, mm-hmm. considering he's got the TV championship. Um, that's fine, though. Yeah. Uh, but we kicked off the night with, um, our first World Cup quarterfinal match, uh, Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. How did you feel about this one? Um, honestly, kind of all of the World Cup matches were about what I expected, I think. The problem with tournaments isn't really a problem with the tournament. It's how they always uh, inevitably wound up being executed, and that's that. Um, it seems like a good idea on paper. The, all the matchups seem fine. Uh, it's just the matches are like six to eight minutes long usually. Right. Um, and that's pretty much what we got here tonight. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a fine match. I don't think there was anything wrong with the match. It just wasn't anything I think that's going to be remembered. Well, it seems that these guys are going into a, a full on feud now, too. Yes. So, you know, they have, and I, I don't think they had like bad, like, in ring chemistry either. I think they're, these guys are both guys who could work with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll uh, 
we'll see what continues to happen from there. But uh, Randy Orton still being the bad guy. Yep. He uh, that uh, that slam that he did on him at the end was really rough looking. Yeah, where he kind of slammed his like chest and stomach down across the table. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like clear it off first. <laughs> um, there was a lot of that this night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some injuries came from it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a terrible match. It just wasn't anything pay per view ish worthy. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, good thing this wasn't a pay per view. It wasn't a. It was an event. Yeah, it's, it's just an event. So if you call it an event, people don't get as mad about it. Yep, but they do. Um, I guess I, I forgot to ask. Like, how did I ask you about Hogan? Like, how you felt about Hogan kicking off the whole thing? You didn't. Uh, but I thought you were just kind of doing an homage to the company itself and not referencing that Hogan was actually on the show. Oh yeah. Different country doesn't count. <laughs> what happens in Saudi Arabia stays in Saudi Arabia. Obviously. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know that this was quite the right time or even the right place for that to have happened. I think he's still, um, some people still have their issues with him. Um, and I think they're the kind of people that you would have wanted those issues to have been resolved by his, uh, you know, backstage appearance all those months ago. Um, and then I've heard that it just kind of made things worse. (laughs) Right, yeah. Because of his, his wording. I can recall at least New Day and Titus were kind of worked up about it, and um, justifiably so. So I don't know that this show, that they're already taking heat for... I mean, unless it was strategic. Uh, this show that they're already taking heat for doing for the Saudi, Saudi Arabia reasons. Um, I'm wondering if Hogan wasn't like an attempt to... Yeah, you know, like jumble the news cycle. Like maybe they'd prefer to take the hit for, you know, letting uh racist Hulk Hogan back on TV. And it's like, uh, I guess that's that's better than uh the Saudi Arabia stuff. I don't know. Except that's also still happening. And right. uh did did you notice that they didn't even reference like where they were? Nope, it was uh Not only only do they stop uh, referring or stop referring to Saudi Arabia, but uh, at least on Raw, um, when they were talking about the events, there was very few references even to Crown Jewel. It was like last Friday, last week at the live event, stuff like that. So they are really doing a number to distance themselves from everything, which is. Yeah, it's interesting. If it's it's like there are signs that they know that they were kind of in the wrong, and yet they just like plowed through it anyway. <laughs> Did you notice how many times they cut to like women in the audience that were not wearing like the the like mm-hmm. facial covering or like the head coverings? Yep, like women they were and trying kids. To prove something. It was, yeah. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like ninety percent of them probably still were, but like they had to show like the five people, the five women there who like didn't. Yeah, it was cool that Renee Young was in kind of a place of um, importance, though. Yeah, I mean that um, was a maybe the one. Even though she was I'm, wearing like a a garbage bag for like clothing. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. She had, like, all the way down to her hands covered. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably a prerequisite from the, uh, from the royal family. Uh, did you see that, uh, Hogan went onto Twitter the next day and then buried the roster, too? I did not. You didn't see that, where he tweeted out that he was bigger than half the roster? Oh, boy. And, uh, I can't remember exactly what what his wording was, but he's like, yeah, I'm, I gotta get down to under 300 pounds, brother. I still got some great looking pythons, but I'm, I'm bigger than half the roster that's currently in the WWE. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is not gonna be taken well. I'm sure he didn't no. mean it that way, but mm-hmm. man, Hogan's got away with words, doesn't he? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So that, that's gonna be received well. Um, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Welcome cool. back. Be cool, eat fruit. Possible. Yep. <laughs> much love, HH. Uh, okay, so World Cup quarterfinal match, Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Just kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it happened. It was great. It happens, yeah. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Jeff didn't kill himself, so I almost like... I almost like I appreciated that. <laughs> I don't know if you can kill yourself working against the Miz. Like I don't think he right. allows for it because he's kind of like, nah, I don't wrestle that style, bud. Right. Uh, every time I see Jeff Hardy now, did you watch the uh, the Hardy House uh, Halloween special? No, was that worthwhile? Oh my god, yes, a hundred percent, yes. Go back and watch it. I mean, it's a little out of season now, but go back and watch it. Okay. I guess I can't. Yeah, you just just go watch it. Sure. I mean, you have to hear Jeff Hardy sing, but mm-hmm. everything other than that was okay. Will it become? Um, I was intrigued by the idea. Is it something that's going to wind up being dated, or it, does it have the potential to become a uh, a wrestling fans uh, like great pumpkin Charlie Brown? Well, it's all kind of based off of the broken gimmick. So, right. I mean, unless you're aware of what that is, it doesn't really work. So I can see where once Matt, if he goes away, it's going to be a problem. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's like your Hulk Hogan figure who you're always going to like recognize him. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's going to work every year. Okay. Um, it's not like the whatever's... Star Wars, like, Light Day or whatever that thing was. That was just... Yeah, uh, holiday special. Yeah. I can't remember the celebration of light is, or something along those lines. Something light. Yeah. Like it was... I can't remember. It's on YouTube. Don't watch mm-hmm. it. It's terrible. <laughs> um, so I think Miz is going babyface. Sort of seems that way with everything that's happened. That's an interesting double turn that they uh, potentially pulled off. 
Um, yeah. Yep. Decent enough match. Miz won, uh, clean. And, and, yeah, then we moved on to, uh, Seth Rollins versus Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley. I will say, while the match wasn't all that memorable, um, that finishing sequence of the skull crushing finale out of the, uh, twist of fate attempt yeah. was, uh, pretty smooth and actually like a fun little spot. I think like pretty much any finisher after out of the twist of fate's like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Especially the, the RKO out of the twist of fate. Yeah. Years and years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I, I think it's a good like counter move. Yeah. Um, we had Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Were you a little bit like surprised by this one? Yeah, I actually thought that, uh, you know, with Seth being involved with the Dean stuff and Lashley kind of probably needing a little bit of something, I was surprised that Seth won. But I'll take it. Were you kind of surprised by how clean, like, all of the finishes were on this show? Except for yeah. one. Right, yeah. Like, they were, like, saving it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised that uh, Seth's ultimate departure didn't come as a result of uh, Dean. Yeah, I mean, and I know he was backstage, but I think he was there, like, escorting uh, yeah. Renee. Yeah. Um, did you notice they've cut down on like the Leo Rush on the mic while um mm-hmm. Lashley's talking? Yeah. It's almost like they're listening to the fans on like <laughs> little minor things, but they're yeah. just completely ignoring him on big things. Yeah. Um But yeah, Rollins Rollins beating Lashley was uh interesting. I really think he might be. I think Rollins is going for a superstar of the year this year. Oh, there's a good easily. possibility of that. Yeah. Um. So this was the the next match was like the first one I was like really excited about. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of let down by. I I don't know why I was so excited about it. I really thought it was going to be more. I guess, and then it just didn't deliver but uh kurt angle versus dolph ziggler Mm -hmm. very quietly and not really advertised as such but this is kurt's first singles match in the wwe since like 2006 (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it wasn't like a bad match i think i was just expecting like way more from it Mm -hmm. I, i think i set myself up for disappointment yeah i haven't learned to like taper my enthusiasm yet I mm-hmm. guess with WWE um, although you know I think there was yeah it was like a, I mean I guess it was a clean finish wasn't it yeah it was clean I was I mean what there was I mean it, it wasn't like there wasn't no interference or cheating or anything but I think there was it was uh Kurt like ran into the corner and then got uh Yeah, that's what kicked. it was. So it's like it wasn't like, oh, Dolph outmaneuvered him. It was like he kinda got stunned and was like vulnerable or whatever and got hit. So it was like 
uh, like smidge unclean, but I mean, for the most part, it was like Drew didn't get involved and Dolph didn't cheat. So it was virtually clean. We'll call it. Did you notice that, um, Kurt Angle's head does not touch the mat when he's lying on his back? <laughs> I did not know that. There's like a three inch gap between the back of his head and the mat whenever he's laying on, like flat on his back. Hmm. And he right. cannot, he cannot turn his head to sell anything. No, he cannot turn his head. I have noticed that. And I noticed it like, especially Monday, that was really rough where, uh, um, McIntyre was kind of like grinding his face with his forearm mm-hmm. and just like ripping his face apart. Yeah. Oh, oh. but yeah. Um, Ziggler with a zigzag. Yeah, it was a zigzag. It wasn't the super kick. It was a zigzag. I didn't think that was his finisher anymore. Sometimes like, it is. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. I kind of like the super kick. I like the super kick too. Cause I like that he actually won with it. It wasn't a like, setup move. Um, all right. Next we've got the new day versus the bar. Mm-hmm. It was, this one, this one did have a, have some interference, I guess. Mm-hmm. In the form of a knockout punch, but yeah, this was not a bad match. No, this wasn't bad. And these two teams always work pretty well together and to freshen things up, uh, you know, the bar now is a three man team as well. Uh, yeah, I just I'm not, don't not a fan of that. I'm a fan of the concept. I don't know how I, I feel about it being the big show. Like, I think these two teams have interacted enough that it's kind of like a, it shows that like Cesar and Seamus are like, they're not just like showing up every week from a kayfabe standpoint. They're not right. just expecting, you know, different results being a two man team wrestling a three man team. They went out and got themselves the biggest third partner that they could find. So, um, I don't know. I like that. I just, I don't know how I feel about, you know, it being big show. Like maybe it could have been Luke Harper or something. Right. Since he needs something to do. Mm hmm. Um, uh, word on the street is they're getting the, uh, the Wyatts back together though. Yeah, it's like death taxes in the Wyatt family reunion. <laughs> Things to always expect. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I, I'm liking the bar. It's just kind of where do they go from here? Do they go, they're gonna basically have to go back to the Usos. I mean, there isn't really anybody. Mm-hmm. Sanity has been non-existent. Although, uh-huh. although Tuesday night, <laughs> um, but they don't seem to be like doing anything in the tag division. At least I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, one step at a time. You have to be on the show first to uh, be on matches. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like Usos, New Day, drop the title, give to one of those other three teams. Like mm-hmm. there's three tag teams on SmackDown. As deep mm-hmm. as the division is, there's three three credible tag teams. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Um, Bar retains. This was only one of like two kind of cheap spots where there wasn't a clean victory, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and up next we have 
World Cup semifinal match, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Yeah. I actually like this pairing a lot. Mm-hmm. They're very, very um, contrasting work styles. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the best way to put it, where you've got the mm-hmm. high flyer, Rey Mysterio, and the quote-unquote boring worker, The Miz. <laughs> Actually, would like to see a full, like, fully developed storyline with uh, uh, event quality matches. Yeah, yeah, and I think they found a formula. Kind of, it's mm-hmm. you know, and I, and it seemed like that for every match in this um, in this thing, like where nothing was like spectacular, but everything was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like very much like, okay, we've got these superstars. We're going to use all of them mm-hmm. because there's no possible way that they can have a bad match. It might yeah. not be great, but there's no possible way that, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. give them all 10 minutes for each match. Yeah. And go let them do whatever. And it's going to be okay. Which isn't like, that's a great formula for like a weekly show, but I don't think so much for a special event. Right. But yeah. Um, we had the Miz beat Mysterio, and Mysterio took again some just yeah some some, some bumps yeah um but you know good for him yeah I think it's interesting that these are two guys that would have been in the company together during Mysterio's first run, and uh, somehow this match is still fresh. Yeah. Well, I did, and I, this is probably while I wasn't watching, but did they have like big feuds against each other like back in the day? No, they didn't. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like somehow fresh. It just is fresh, and it's like, there's not a ton of, you look at the roster now, you know, like it's not that long ago, and there's not a lot of guys who haven't like done something with somebody else. Right. You know, that's, I mean, I know we're in the era of like three hour raw, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird to think like, huh, these two guys have been in the company together at two different periods and really haven't done much together. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, again, decent match. So, mm hmm. Um, and then, this was a good, this, this next one was a good match for the show, mm-hmm. but like as we discussed kind of off air earlier this week, it wasn't the yeah. best match. Uh, right. Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah. It's like that, uh, the, like old people's bumper sticker that's like, uh, a good day fishing is still better than a, or a bad day fishing is still better than a good day doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a underperforming Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins match is still going to be one of the better matches <laughs> on the card. I wouldn't it's say just, it was underperforming. I just don't think it was, you know, the best. It was average. I mean, it was an acceptable, much like, like the rest of this, but it was still probably, the best uh 
World Cup tournament match, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess you can't call it, like, underperforming. It just, like, was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then we had Dolph Ziggler go over, and I guess this wasn't clean either. No. There was some interference. So I guess it wasn't as clean as we thought it was. It was surprisingly, like, clean, though, for a WWE paper right. in the modern age. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of shenanigans. Major but, shenanigans. But that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish McIntyre had more to do on this show. Yeah. Now, I, like, I do, I do I now like see why. He wasn't involved in the tournament. Yeah. Could you imagine that final with uh, McIntyre? <laughs> right. Uh, we'll get to that, I guess, in a couple matches. Uh, up next, we had the worst AJ versus Samoa Joe match yet. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't very long. I don't know. Like I thought Joe was going to get more considering he's filling in for a guy who said no. Mm-hmm. He's working injured. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do him any favors. No. This was like a house show quality. It's one of those like, yeah, that's like exactly what it was. It was like one of those where the champion's not in doubt because it's a live event and... They're gonna, it's not gonna be a short match, but it's not really gonna be like a long classic either. And there's nothing, not gonna be anything particularly wrong with the match, but it's also, they're gonna do no real attempts to make it memorable. That just was, it's like all the other matches, they just were. Yeah, this was a very large scale house show. It's like they were attempting to make it be forgettable. Like they just wanted it to happen and move on. In fact, what they maybe should have done is made it like actively bad. Or canceled it. Well, they should have canceled it, but in the event that it was happening. <laughs> That's fair. I agree. I then, mean, they, they essentially, did, are you sure they didn't intentionally make it? No, they intentionally made it like mediocre. Yeah, but if they intentionally make it bad, then suddenly that's the story. This was like vanilla, like Edie's yeah. vanilla. Yep. Not even like Bluebell. It was <laughs> Edie's vanilla. Yeah. Oh, and up next we had, what, the biggest disappointment? It's really hard to say which is the biggest disappointment of the night, this mm-hmm. or the main event. But this was certainly up there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, these last three, they really ended on a freaking terrible note. Yeah. God. Universal Championship match, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And this is like the antithesis for, uh, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, where it's mm-hmm. like those guys seemingly can just be put together at any time and any circumstances and them having a pretty good match is oddly a disappointment. Somehow, some way, although I, I think this one is attributed to booking more than anything else, uh, Braun and Brock, they found a way to one-up their disappointment from uh, 
before. <laughs> yeah, they... And I think part of it, like, Strowman is too big of a guy to sell an F5. Yeah. It doesn't look good when you do it on him. Right. And I think that was the case with the big mm. show as well. I think it's just bigger mm. guys can't sell that move. Yeah, they just kind of like... It looks soft. It always like, looks yeah. soft. It just kind of like roll off his shoulders <laughs> and then usually fall on their like back or side instead of the face. Good thing there was like seven of them. Yeah. If he only took like one and lost, he would have looked real, real bad. Including one to the outside of the ring. Yeah. And he did, uh, he did manage to kick, uh, like IRL kick, uh, Brock Lesnar in the face. Yeah. Cause he had a pretty good shiner. Mm hmm. Take that, Brock. Yep. I guess the only, like, good thing to come of this, or the only, like, redeeming thing about this is that we, at least it's not, like, doughy Brock Lesnar going over. It's, like, in shape, like, gonna fight people in a cage, Brock Lesnar. I guess, but that's also the Brock that had the match with, uh, Dean Ambrose. That's almost worse, cause he's thinking about his fights and not right. his. Yeah, but I'd rather see like Brock Lesnar who can like, who does like the base jump up onto the ring apron, mm. win a match than like Doey Lesnar who has to take the stairs or, you know, rip down a door and climb it. That's true. But in shape and motivated Lesnar is still second in my book to, uh, non-existent Brock Lesnar. That's true. <laughs> Well, Brock Lesnar has a place in the WWE. It just shouldn't ever be in the title picture again. Yeah. But here we are. But, you know, cancer affects everybody. Yeah. Yep. That was, that was a bad joke. I shouldn't have said that. I Too mean, well soon, Roman. <laughs> you're not wrong, yeah. <laughs> uh, does that make Roman Reigns our honorary wrestler of the week? Potentially. Uh, World Cup final match. Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. And mm -hmm. neither one of these guys managed to win. Yeah. Well, so the funny thing is, like, uh, that is probably the most Cleveland thing, is they had two guys in a final and still didn't win. And they both <laughs> lost. Yeah. <laughs> So Miz uh, attacks Dolph before the match and hurts himself in the process. Yeah, I didn't see how he did it, but he flopped pretty good. Like, the camera missed him. Mm -hmm. Like, like whatever did it, they yeah. just kind of showed him, like, falling face first into the barricade, I guess. Yeah. And, like, did Miz just attempt and, like, completely botch a dive? That was my first thought. And I'm like, no, he wouldn't have done that. And I'm like, but that did was he? Because you didn't see him slide too. out. Yeah. But I guess he, like, slid out of the ring and, like, buckled his knee or his ankle mm. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but thank God, you know, we've got such a great, uh, such a great commissioner in, uh, mm -hmm. Shane McMahon willing to step in. Yeah. So I'll say this. Uh, I didn't like this at all. <laughs> no, this was bad. But, uh, from the moment that the bell rang all the way through the segment on Tuesday, I'm actually kind of digging uh, unaware heel Shane McMahon. 
like the annoying like celebratory antics and then like there's some really good stuff on Tuesday like some tiny things where um thankfully the the crowd is uh was playing along um but like like so for instance on Tuesday he uh like was posing with with Paige uh for like a photo op with the trophy and he like not in like a heel way but in like a like, oh, I should be holding the trophy, just me, because they were each holding, like, one side of it. So he, like, yanks it from her, and then, like, poses. I don't know. It was, I'm really curious and excited about where this is going. And I love that he's not, like, just suddenly a bad guy. He's, like, just so wrapped up in the shameness of it all that he doesn't even realize that uh, the crowd has started to turn on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he still does a stupid shuffle and, like, started the promo with, like, what's up, Manchester? And, like, a rain <laughs> of booze came down. I don't know. Like, it was, uh, as much as I, like, really didn't like this result, uh, I'm kind of liking the, the side effects of it or the, uh, the result of the result. Yeah. Yep. You're right there. But, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that Shane McMahon is now the best wrestler in the world is not best something in the world as well for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost think that it, uh, you know, regardless of how the Shane stuff is going post match, the, uh, like the, the, the better fit for, uh, doing an angle like that would have been for it to have gone to like, if Corbin had done it. Yeah. I agree. Although, I guess that would have meant that somebody was getting fired from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I almost thought that, you know, this was going to lead to Shane getting fired from SmackDown and they were going to bring somebody else in or something. But Oh, yeah, that would have been interesting. But, you know, I was super surprised that WWE hired uh, Vince Russo back. Mm-hmm. You know, because this was definitely something that he would have done. <laughs> 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 Only he would have put himself over, so no, that wasn't the case. Right. <sighs> Alright, let's, let's just get through this now. Um, now this was the best of the shit end of the, uh, the show. That's debatable. Uh. At least Shane and Dolph was quick. That's true. <laughs> The Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X. Yep. So. I didn't like this match. I, I, I didn't either. I'm just, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I guess we're not getting Batista Triple H at WrestleMania. No, unfortunately not. I hope that doesn't put the kibosh on the Batista return altogether. Yeah, I don't know who else he would, unless he brings back The Rock. I mean, I don't know. And why? Do you think he was going to go over? Batista? Yeah. It's hard to tell, because usually Triple H will put the guy over at WrestleMania, but, mm-hmm. you know, I thought that the Brothers of Destruction were ultimately going over. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were going to, but now apparently everything's, like, gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I only ask that, because if... Triple H was going to beat Batista. 
Um, I think that makes it a lot easier to just find somebody else for Batista to lose to, and then maybe an option is Braun Strowman. I mean, maybe, but it's kind of like, why? I don't know. (laughs) Just because. I mean... Just see Batista again. But do we even know if that's something that we want? Something that I want. Because he's like movie muscles now, and he's not he's not wrestler muscles right now. We'll find a like tag match for him. <laughs> Put yeah. him in a good spot. Him where he just he just has to come in, hit a spine buster and a power bomb, and we're good. Do the machine gun thing at the entranceway. Yeah. Him and Lashley. Let him uh, squash Lashley. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think Strowman might get the belt at WrestleMania. They're kind of doing the Roman Reigns thing with him. And yeah. uh, Lesnar only has two matches on his current contract that he's probably getting frickin' $30 million for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Anything else to say about Crown Jewel before we move on to Raw? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd say that it was fun to see Sean back, but I don't know <laughs> if it was in this. It wasn't. Like, did you see what I was saying about, like, Sean being bald, though? Mm-hmm. It really, like, I don't know, man. It made me uncomfortable. It was, it was making me paranoid. It was a weird look, too, because it was almost like... You don't ever really get used to it either. No. And he like looked like Triple H. <laughs> like sort of. He looked like you know how sometimes in like a sci-fi movie or something there will be like a monster that can like produce little miniature versions of themselves. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. He just had this like old like in shape sort of in shape guy yeah. who was bald and had a beard. He was probably like the highlight of that match. Oh yeah, I thought he, I thought from like a, a wrestling standpoint, he looked like he could probably still go. But, I don't know. It was nice to see him throw some super kicks again. You know, I'm a sucker for a good super kick. And Did you Sean, notice that he like landed on his face doing that man, moonsault? Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they didn't do him any favors by catching him. God. And then, Triple H is injured, you know, obviously. He took a rough bump on that table, too. Yep. I've always heard that Kane was, like, a really safe worker, and he kind of, like, laid you down gently with his choke slam. Mm-hmm. That did not look to be the case. No. He did not clear it off. He definitely put him down on top of a monitor because it was broken in half. Yeah. Along with, uh, you know, his pectoral muscle. Mm-hmm. And he laid there for a minute. <laughs> um, yep. But God. did you notice that Triple H and Sean were wearing NXT like stamped uh, attire? I did not notice that. Yeah, interesting. Triple H just keep you know look what I did. Look what Sean's yeah. doing now. We're in NXT. Yeah. We're yeah. young guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look how young we are. Yeah. <laughs> it is 
sad drooping eyes and his mm-hmm. crooked eye. Yep. And their male pattern baldness. Uh, they're the voice of the generation. They're Degeneration X. Yep. That is um Did you catch the uh at the end of the match, Sean turning to Hunter and saying, uh we're too old for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Pretty or sure that he, was... he kept wiping the blood off of his face so that wouldn't yeah. stop coming because he landed yeah. on it because he can't do a moonsault anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really thought he was dead after that, and I think that's why he had so little to do with like the end of it. I thought he had like a mm-hmm. neck stinger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. He came back for one match. They begged him to come back, and now he's paralyzed. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Monday Night Raw. Yes. We started out Baron Corbin in the ring, a whole bunch of bodyguards, and what appeared to be the Raw roster up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt Angle came out and mumbled something incoherently to Corbin, and they had a match for later on in the night to see who was going to be the captain of the Raw team at Survivor Series. Yeah. And I am actually kind of happy that they went back to the Raw versus SmackDown, you know, Survivor Series style. I am too, I guess. Um, they're going all out. There's a men's, women's, and they're bringing back that tag team Survivor Series match. Which I, 24 people in a match. Yeah, I don't know that that <laughs> needs to be the case. Honestly, I think it would work fine as like a three-team six-on-six instead of five teams because I don't know that either show could field Are there five that many tag credible teams? teams. There are if they use every single one. <laughs> All right, I think. Then. I think they should Maybe do not. like a two hundred five versus NXT as well. Oh, that'd be fun! Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Cause those are all the guys that you actually want to see in the ring if you like wrestling. Mm-hmm. NXT is going to be good, and I'm really excited about NXT, but we'll talk about that next week. The, the War Games is coming back. Oh, yeah, War Games is back. But, again, we'll, we'll talk about that next next week when we have our uh, preview to NXT and Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. That is next week, right? It is next Sunday and next Saturday and Sunday. Let's see here. Oh yeah. Um, is it? I think it is. Do, 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 do. I think <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think it's usually Thanksgiving Sunday. I think it's the 18th. Or the 17th, 16th and 17th. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it snuck up on us. Mm-hmm. That means uh, next week our go-home shows. Yep. Wow. That's going to be a long one. Okay. One of our, our two-hour shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh Yeah. Back to Raw. Up next, we had the Riot Squad versus Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. And 
Natalia wore her dad's sunglasses out to the ring mm-hmm. to show how strong she was. Yep. And this ended in a no contest after Ruby Riot broke uh, Natalie's father's sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And then Natalie, Natalia, uh, did a bad job fake crying. Yep. And... I don't like seeing Natalia anymore. No. Like, wrestling's fine, but her as a character mm-hmm. or talking or acting is just painful for me. Yeah. I mean, I like that the the Riot Squad, they finally weren't just, like, doing antics backstage. Uh, and they actually did something that kind of, like, cut right to somebody's emotions, but I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Probably to Ruby Riot tapping out to the sharpshooter clean next week, but probably. <laughs> Who knows? She, she's like the only one out of the whole group that I actually like. Mm-hmm. I guess Liv Morgan's okay, but like, honestly, like Ruby Riot's probably the best one out of the six. Well, Sasha and Bailey are fine, but like, I think they're stale. <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't know how else to put it. Like we don't mm-hmm. need to see this like frenemies mm-hmm. mixed together with legacy. Uh, I don't care about any of this. I just <laughs> don't care about it. <laughs> Outside of like the the women's title, like the women's division is just it's not entertaining right now. Mhm. But you know what is entertaining? Mm. Jinder Mahal versus Apollo Crews. Ah. <laughs> Alright. Do they really just need to find something for these two? Are they so like important to the show that they have to find something to do for these two guys? They, I guess so. The Apollo won. Yep. Remember when Jinder was like the champion? For like almost a year, yeah. I remember because it was painful every month when he found some garbage way to like win it. Huh. Do you think they remember that? Oh, yeah, because they keep talking about it. And they think that that alone is enough to put whoever he's losing to over. They think this is finally going to get Apollo Crews over, beating Jinder Mahal on Raw, because it worked so well for Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> Who went on to get a title after that? After that squash match? Jinder Mahal. Almost immediately after jobbing to Finn Balor, who is a complete afterthought on Raw, mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal was the uh, WWE champion. Yep. After knocking unconscious another superstar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why? I don't know. Uh, up next we had Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus the Authors of Pain. And I guess they finally found a way to get those titles on the Authors of Pain. Yep. But it does kind of 
I don't know. Having him on the Authors of Pain, actually. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a Bludgeon Brothers thing or if this was the right move. It's going to be a Bludgeon Brothers thing because with uh, Dolph and Drew and Dean and Seth not in the tag division, the Raw tag division was bad. Like those guys immediately cleaned it up and it was then suddenly the best tag division. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the Raw tag division is really bad and I don't know who the heck these guys are going to work with afterwards. Fundango should be back from injury pretty soon. Yeah, so they're going to be the Bludgeon Brothers. They might. They're going to squash everybody in sight. Which, I mean, given who is actually in the tag division maybe isn't the worst thing. It's just not super entertaining. Well, I know for a fact they can have a good match against... um, The Revival? The Revival. Yeah. And DIY could very well be coming back. That's what DIY sounds like, yeah. Beyond that, though, like mm-hmm. they're gonna have to do something. Yeah, might be one of those like it'd be like Nakamura, but as a tag team, where they're a champion that just Nakamura. isn't on TV or in feuds. Or Nakamura is going back to Japan. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, uh, I, I they just clearly do not care about any of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the uh, the Rollins promo before that? I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of the same thing as last week, I guess. Uh, he went after Lesnar. A bit. Oh yeah. yeah, that no, I actually yeah, I I liked that. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. I'm wondering if that they're setting something up for that. Maybe that's what I took out of it. I'm wondering if Dean might end up with that Intercontinental Championship and Rollins mm-hmm. might be up next for, uh, or maybe they'll give Rollins both titles, like a Shawn Michaels kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I doubt it because, you know, they don't do <laughs> good things anymore. Right. Um, yeah, it's, I'm okay with it. I mean, obviously he's getting F5 next week, but. Yeah. I don't know. I like. We'll it. see. It was just interesting that he's he's caught up in what should be this like really personal feud with Dean, and it is. Um, well, and, I think he's trying to garner like. Um, and like, then Roman just left. Well, so and I think that's like, part of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. I think he's trying to get like crowd sympathy. Like, like I'm very because Dean's one of those guys who it's going to be hard to get Dean booed and. Yeah. They have been so far. Mm-hmm. But I think the more and more they make Seth the good guy and Dean the bad guy, you know, the more, cause you know, this is his friend fighting cancer now and now he's calling out like the thing that everybody's mad about. They're yeah. very much trying to place him as like, okay, in this feud, you guys cheer for this guy and you boo this guy. Yeah. The guy who gets like the loudest pop since, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you have to boo now. <laughs> So, I mean, I think they're, they're trying maybe a little 
I don't know. I, I think that's what they're going for, though. Mm-hmm. And it's working, so, I mean, credit to them. I'm not trying to be, like, negative about this. I'm not trying to turn it in, like, a negative way. I think Seth Rollins is great. Mm-hmm. Like, the last year, I've actually, like, I, I wasn't a Rollins guy because the way he was booked mostly, I you know mm-hmm. thought he had all the potential and all of the talent in the world. I just, he was booked very poorly. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, was always going over my favorite wrestler too, which didn't help anything. <laughs> but, uh, he was booked very poorly and like they finally came around and like gave him something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, something that kind of goes unnoticed is like how it's actually working and, uh, like Reigns is a good guy now. Mm-hmm. And using him for sympathy is actually working, whereas, like, if this was a year ago, there's no way. Like, if he was just having, like, face surgery again and they try to play it off in some other way, he'd be getting booed. Right. <laughs> yep. Um. So, you know, the fans have come a long way. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd be happy to see Rollins in the title picture again. 100%. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, deserve it this time. Yeah. Um. So up next, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Elias. Face Elias. Face Elias, yep. Winning matches. This is two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's too bad Ziggler had to lose, but it's fine. Z- uh... Elias had a great pro, or his like talking part, his promo part was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that they uh, the crowd started chanting uh, "Walk with Elias" to the uh, the tune of Seven Nation Army, and so then he started like playing it mm-hmm. on his guitar. It was a nice little touch, like a the Elias face turn. I think has been one of the more surprising, or maybe I shouldn't be surprised. No, uh, this like, is this is the formula for it. This is what happened with the New Day. Mm-hmm. Get them over as a heel, they're going to be over as a face. Yep. But for whatever reason, they decided not to do that with Reigns. They decided to give him cancer instead. <laughs> well, so I he probably... <laughs> I think he... I believe he already had it. Right, yeah, I know. I, I'm just... <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean this this formula works. Like it always works. I don't mm-hmm. know what the problem is. I I don't know why like they ever try to do anything else ever. Mm-hmm. It worked with the Usos. It's worked with just Usos, about everybody. The most stale like tag team on the roster. It worked for the Usos. You remember the Busos when we didn't like the Usos, like. A couple of years ago, when Cody Rhodes was still with the company, the face paint Usos. Yeah, yeah. Nation of Violence. Was that the bad Samoa Joe? That was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one who did the dance. The one with the machete. Yeah. Oh no! Did you ever see the the um, Samoa Joe who did like the Samoan dance when he came out? No, I don't know if I want to. That was a thing. I'm going to find a link and I'm going to send it to you. I think that'll ruin my <laughs> appreciation of him. 
Uh, yeah, Elias. Elias is over. Elias remains over. Elias will continue to be over. And now he's winning matches. Yep. Still wrestling is not his strong suit, but, you know, he'll yeah. get there someday. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had Ronda Rousey calling out Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I side with Lynch on this one. Yeah, that, I think that seems to be the general consensus. And which she, is weird because uh, Rousey got the first promo. <laughs> right. So it's like, I'm not surprised that people would side with Lynch, but I'm a little bit surprised that, like, after Monday, people were like, oh, yeah, Rousey had a pretty good promo. And then when Becky has her retort on Tuesday, people were like, oh, wait, no, never mind, Becky. We, we still like Becky, yeah. It and was like before she even talked. Um, to, to her credit, like, Rousey was still drawing cheers, and she had two solid promos. Yeah. Um, Lynch's was more effective. Mm-hmm. And, like, people were chanting for Rousey until she's mentioned Becky and then they started chanting for Becky and yeah. now WWE is probably in a shit storm of like worry. Yeah. Um, but, uh Oh, what do we do? We're going to have to take the belts off of one of them. Uh, Becky's doomed. Yep. But you're missing the biggest part of the segment. The most important part. We now have the wild Samoanettes. Yeah. <laughs> Without a tag division, what purpose does a women's like faction serve? I kind of think they're just cultivating teams for the inevitable tag belts. They have been planting it. Apparently, like stars have been like, or uh, like there have been a bunch of women like told to like plant the idea places to get a feeling out for it. I guess they are handing out signs at live events so they can show them on TV and say, oh, look, the people are calling for it. Is that a thing? Yeah, but if, if they find <laughs> out that we're telling people about that, then they're <laughs> going to cancel it. <laughs> I really hope, I think it would be a fun thing. Like, it would give them an excuse to, like, use women in more than just, like, the championship angle, which has been a little bit better as of late. But... um I really hope that each show doesn't get their own set of belts. Like, no. that would be too much. I think it should be one shared belt, but that doesn't mean the champions... That means the champions could show up on either show, but that they shouldn't necessarily. Like, if uh, if Sasha and Bailey were the champions, they could, like, feud with Riot Squad on Raw for, like, a month, and then when that's wrapped, they can bounce out or smack down and feud with, like, the Iconics or something like that, you know? They don't have to, like, have a feud on Raw and a feud on SmackDown. It's just whichever show they happen to have the feud with, that is now going to be the show going forward with the the tag belts. And then once that's over, they'll move on to the next thing. I'm kind of wondering if... They aren't giving the women their own show. I'm wondering if Evolution wasn't like a feeling out, like, is there a demand for this? But I wouldn't be surprised if not necessarily like remove them from the other rosters, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get like <clears throat> an hour show every week. Yeah. That, that really seems like a, a thing that could happen. 
Am I am I way off base on this? No, it could happen. I think they just need to be super careful about that. Like they can't. Not only do they have to kind of be cognizant of not turning the women's division into the cruiserweights, where they're so out of sight, out of mind that they come off as like you don't want to take them off of the the main show. No, and then, I think you'd keep them on there, but like right. then they're they're one or two segments. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. them only getting one or two segments, you could still yeah. have more depth in it. Kind of like how mm-hmm. two hundred five live used to be, mm-hmm. where they'd get like at least some. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I think they they could do that, and then they could expand because they've got a ton of like female talent like ready to go. They just have to find places for it all. Yeah. So. Just a thought, though. I could I could be completely wrong. I don't know. They could easily do a women's show instead of main events, which I don't even know where that's airing these days. Isn't it, is it main event or are they doing superstars again? Is it or do they do both? I believe it's main event. They tape main event before Raw. Okay. Yeah. So that could easily just be. I mean, like. You wouldn't get your Kurt Hawkins or uh, I don't know whoever else has been on that show lately. Zach Ryder. <laughs> the B team, Zack Ryder. You wouldn't get those guys. Mojo Raleigh. But I don't know. I think you gotta. Yeah, I don't think you're sacrificing much there. I think having a dedicated women's show the ones that aren't on TV might be more beneficial than having the jobber show. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. I think that Finn Balor versus Leo Rush would be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I want that this to turn into that. Uh, one thing I've got to say though is like these, um, like UK, British, whatever you call them now, um, crowds are way better than United States crowds. Yeah. They, definitely. They, they play more, they behave better, they, I mean, they're louder, they actually like seem to care what's happening instead mm-hmm. of just like showing up to something. Yeah. But, yeah. That's all I have to say about this match. <laughs> I don't care about this feud, like. Yeah, and that's disappointing because I was actually kind of like bullish on this pairing. And now I just kind of want them to s- stop wrestling. Yeah. Which may be happening because these are one of the, these two are like two of the four people I, I counted it the other day. Uh, Drew McIntyre is uh, planting a lot of seeds right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I wonder if they're getting back to like the days of old where you could have mm-hmm. more than one feud going. Like he's still kind of involved with Dolph. Uh, he just had like the segment with Kurt. Uh, he came out and had a stare down with Lashley. Then he attacked Balor. It doesn't really seem like him and Seth had resolved things. And then there was like, there was no acknowledgement of it this week, but 
there was like that stuff that they had built up a little bit with him and Braun yep. as well. So it's like he's a he's a busy guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm not I'm not upset about it. I'm not either. Um, which kind of leads us into this next match, uh, Kurt Angle versus Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. for Angle's first Raw match in like 13 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was kind of, uh. This match made me sad. <laughs> but I think, I think that was the intended effect, so I'm not like mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, this was like a complete like beat down. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think McIntyre is going to be in the title picture before too long. Yeah, for I sure. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if McIntyre beat Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're really doing a good job with McIntyre this time around. Mm-hmm. And it all started with Ziggler, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um. It's funny, uh, so I was listening to, um, a podcast and Ziggler was on it and he was talking about, they were talking about like NXT. He says, oh yeah, I, I didn't have any much experience with NXT except for when they bring up their new stars and, uh, beat me with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, McIntyre, High angle slam, the angle lock, and the, I mean, that Claymore, man, I really like that as a finisher too, especially such a big guy delivering it. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked it with uh, the zigzag too, like the, the mashup was fantastic as well. But, yeah, McIntyre is here for the long haul, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was a little concerned because I wasn't that into him on uh, NXT, but they've really done a great job with him. Yeah. He's like, so it's kind of continuing the trend of, uh, like, lackluster, mediocre NXT run equals, I guess they're good on the main roster. Yeah. Yep. Uh, following in the path of, such luminaries as Elias and Alexa Bliss, Carmella. I don't know if Carmella is. Yep, hey Alexa. <laughs> CNR. Well, Andrade, it's it's hard to tell so far, but I guess Andrade won a title mm-hmm. eventually. But he definitely like didn't start off as anything too special, or he did, mm-hmm. but then he wasn't, and then he wasn't. Right. Good. Yeah. He's an interesting case. Mm-hmm. Too bad Tyler Breeze had a great NXT career and then went on to do nothing. Yep. He beat Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> he beat Dolph Ziggler, and then he had a uh, a fun match with the Usos mm-hmm. the night that uh, Jinder won the belt. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to... just had to... Keep throwing that into this conversation today, huh? It's like yeah. the gender Mahal appreciation show. All I don't his, know that we're appreciating it. <laughs> uh, anything else about Raw before we move on to SmackDown? No. 
So, Shane McMahon and Paige kick off SmackDown, and we have two captains for the SmackDown team, and I mm-hmm. really like this odd couple pairing, and I hope these two are a tag team soon. Yeah, they did a uh, a really fun like running gag throughout the night where they were like cordial and civil with each other, and they were like polite and like complimenting each other and uh they'd like say something and they'd like agree with each other and then they'd immediately say like i don't like this this is weird um i don't know it was it was funny i'm sure i'm not doing it justice but it was these two play off each other so well um yeah no i i like it I, yeah this is like reminiscent of like team hell no mm-hmm. yep um, so I guess the, the, the plan here was like each guy would pick a superstar and whoever won got to be on the team. Was that what they were going for? Mm-hmm. All right. And then, uh, we got something that you should be super excited about. Oh yeah. The, uh, rekindling of the New Day and Usos, uh, it wasn't a rivalry, but they wrestled again. Yeah. And it was good again. Uh, I love how anytime like the New Day loses the t- championship, they immediately go back to the Usos. Yeah, and vice it's like, versa. It's like that old comfy security blanket. So we've got the the captains of SmackDown's mm-hmm. uh, tag Survivor Series team mm-hmm. are is the Usos. Yeah, the Usos that's are on fun. a roll here now. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. The wrestling uh wrestling world's always a better place when the uh Usos are wrestling the new day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh no, no, this was good. Um and they uh they cut a little like these two teams just work really well together and it's it's like there's always some new like twist or spin put in on the match even though they've had like a dozen of them or so now at this point um and then afterwards the usos cut a promo uh alluding to their illustrious history between the two teams and that they uh they couldn't imagine having a smackdown Survivor Series team without offering the first invitation to the New Day. So it is now New Day and Usos. Uh, I think we're the only ones so far announced uh, representing SmackDown. That's going to be a real crowded ring. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. It needs to be, they need to cut it at like three. I don't know if details are out about what the match is going to be, but it needs to be just a. A three on three, which equates to a six on six. Or it could just be New Day and Usos versus five tag members from Raw, and that would be fine too. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> um, up next, we had the Becky Lynch promo, which yeah. led to the debut of Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. So, of course. Great promo from Becky. Yep. As per usual, she's gone from... She was never a, a bad promo. I think the most... 
complaint was you could either take or leave her accent, but it was kind of the like the aw shucks like goody two shoes led for some like bland material. Um, but she's gone from that to maybe, just maybe, she's the best promo going. I don't know that I'm that off base here with that uh, assessment. No, I think if she had a different voice, it would be better. <laughs> it's it's a lot like uh, Natalia. Like the voice can ruin anything. Not that Natalia has a good promo, but like her voice is horrible. Mm-hmm. She is the only voice that's worse than Becky Lynch's. But yeah, I can get past it because Becky Lynch is actually saying things that sound cool. So it's mm-hmm. fine. She's just not, she's not pretending to cry about her dad's fake glasses. Yeah. And, how? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Nikki Cross had her first match against Becky Lynch on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Yeah. And, uh, apparently sanity is still a thing. Mm hmm. So that's exciting. I'm glad they kept I, them together. Is it sad that I kind of thought, like, uh, because we haven't seen Sanity and because they hadn't really done any favors since they, or before they took them off TV, I kind of thought that they were going to come down, surround the ring, and Becky was going to beat them all up. <laughs> <laughs> Break their arms. She'd put but them that, in, like, a, <laughs> in a four-way, like, disarm her. Yeah. <laughs> But then they like the three guys like stepped aside and Nikki came out and I was like, oh right, yeah, that's clearly that's what they better. were doing here. I don't know why I thought it was going to be the other thing. <laughs> maybe that was the original plan, but they were like, maybe we don't want four men <laughs> surrounding the ring with a woman in it. <laughs> this is really sending the wrong message. We're already th- on thin ice for the whole Saudi Arabia thing. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Up next, we had Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. Man. SmackDown killed it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. This I, was I a, think that this was a dream match that people didn't know that they had. A really good show, yeah. Um, and Randy Orton got involved, so heal Randy. Heal Randy. I wish he would do more sadistic things. No, I don't. Uh, I, it was getting kind of weird for me. I didn't. I didn't like it. it yeah. A little too uh, Fifty Shades. Yep. Um, but that's fine. Um, yeah. What did you think of this one? This was good. I mean, I kind of wish. It's sort of how I felt about uh, Mysterio and Miz at uh, the events last Friday. Um, I kind of want to see this on like a bigger stage and not just to be the thing that uh takes up time on a given show. I think it'll it, end up I think it'll end up being a thing. Right. While it was good as that, I think it could be uh potentially great in, you know, a proper storyline. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I think we'll get it because there's definitely like a clear cut heel babyface thing, like naturally mm-hmm. there. So I just, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It'll be a thing. I just hope it's not like an afterthought thing. I hope it gets the, the appreciation and the attention it deserves. Yeah. Um, up next we had the Women's Survivor series, uh, set up, I guess. Yeah. Like that they're not stringing things along. They just announced their team. Should be interesting, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, it's kind of like... It's a fun... I like this team. Um, Teasing dissension between uh, Sonya and Mandy Rose. Well, I think that already had started with at a Evolution, hadn't it? Right, in the Battle Royal. But... But um, I, I think they can... You know, you can go two ways with Battle Royal hijinks. It's either just they shake it off and it's part of the, it's just part of the match or, uh, yeah, no, they're, it's weird that they're like, I don't know. I don't really know if you can do such a angle when the team didn't really accomplish anything. <laughs> also, if, if they're going to have those tag belts, like, don't break up one of your teams. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they don't ever think do things that like make sense. Yeah. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then to close out the show, we had Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe. Yeah. And you know that Joe had to get his win back after getting pretty much mm-hmm. like taken apart by him the last time. Yeah. But this was a better... Uh, this was a better match. I think Joe might be feeling a little bit better. I'm I'm surprised though because I'd heard that he was injured and he's been working an awful lot. If that is the case, yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on SmackDown before we move on to new merchandise? Uh no, it was just a, a really solid show. Good efforts from both brands, but um. I think SmackDown was the the better show. I think so too. Um, pro wrestling tees. Uh, do you have you caught any of the recent um, being the elite episodes? Uh, have not. Okay. Well, Adam Page has a new shirt. Hmm. Uh, it says Blue Chew on this motherfucker, <laughs> which is a direct reference to the latest being the elite. There's a shotgun involved. Uh, it, it was pretty funny. Um, I like that like Blue Chew has become like as big as wrestling. Like any <laughs> wrestling podcast you listen to is now sponsored by Blue Chew. Hmm. And if you don't know what Blue Chew is, it's essentially chewable Viagra. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, there's some cool uh, paisley masks, like luchador masks. Hmm. Um, Simon Grimm has a new, like, Ramon style shirt. Mm hmm. Uh, it says arm bars across the top and then it's 
razor rolling, flying, and mousetrap, which is kind of cool. There's a Jean Bullet Club uh, vest you can get. Hmm. There's a Being the Elite uh, Guns N' Roses shirt. It looks like the cover of Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. That's pretty much it as far as new stuff. I kind of talked about the rest of it last week. Ah. Uh. Uh, suplexes are us. That's a thing. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, on WWE, the only new things are Hulkamania shirts are back in red and yellow. Yep. Um, any other merchandise that you may have seen? Um, it looks like the, I kind of like, on uh, WWE Shop, they looks like they've added uh, the designs on all of them are a little disappointing, but they have uh, scarves. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the only one that I would even think about is uh, the Macho Man one. All the other ones are kind of ugly, <laughs> as is the the case. But I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's like the. Uh, when I first saw it as like a category, I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." It's like the uh, like the the soccer scarves where you get your there's either like a you know each each team will have like a chant or like a, a like a slogan or something, and so sometimes that'll be written across the length of the scarf, or they'll be like little pictures or like team related iconography. So I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool." That's like a Wrestling has that. They have like cheers and catchphrases and and logos and stuff. And then I go to it and it's, you know, like the graffiti Balor stuff and mm. uh Seth's is of course uh like a flame pattern. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? So <laughs> I don't know. But Macho is like it's got his glasses and like stars and it's it's simple and non obtrusive but everything else there's a dean one it says return to society I don't care <laughs> dean his his only decent merchandise ever was just like the ones that look like the advisory logo and everything else is trash i liked anything that had the uh the da uh like anarchy logo but just that not like that and then some like kitschy phrase right. like the this lunatic's running the asylum or <laughs> like stuff like that <laughs> uh unhinged and on the fringe i believe is another one yeah, yeah stuff like that if it was just the dean logo i think he had one of the or it still has it's not like he dropped it one of the better logos it's like superstar logos i think if they give him free shirts he just wears them he yep. seems like that kind of guy Yep, I think he's admitted so much. When they gave him the big baller brand shirt, yeah, <laughs> that's his fancy shirt. That's his going yep. out shirt. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think I, I I told I think I sent you a picture of it, but uh, my pro wrestling tees came in, and I got um the Switchblade Bullet Club style one, and I got the last uh, Bullet Club style Young Bucks one with the golden skull on it. Mm-hmm. But with that came, um, I got a free eight by ten of uh, of uh, Dustin 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or gold dust, but without yeah. the makeup on. Without Dustin the makeup. Reynolds. Reynolds? Reynolds. Reynolds, yes. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. So I got that to go with my hacksaw Jim Duggan and my, uh, with, and my, uh, Dean Ambrose autograph pictures. Yeah. I gotta, just gotta get some frames. Mm-hmm. Get them up somewhere. Um, so last week I opened an NXT pack. Mm-hmm. This week I can do another NXT or I can do the then now forever since your call. Yeah, you should do that now forever. Why not? Alrighty. Woohoo. So I've got Sawyer Fulton. Big win. Mm-hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. Akira Tozawa. Okay. I remember him. Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Seamus. It's funny that those two are back to back. It really is. And it's even like Mohawked, uh, Seamus. Mm. Uh, the Revival doing the Shatter Machine. Mm. And Drew McIntyre doing the Claymore. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler this week? Oh, for old time's sake. My favorite wrestler this week is a four-way tie, five-way tie, I guess, between the uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso and uh, Kofi Big E and Xavier Woods of the New Day. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, good choice. Drew McIntyre had a, if you count Friday as this week, uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre had the showings. All of the showings in mm-hmm. every feud on the roster. Yeah. Even even SmackDown and NXT. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but so how how many um, Usos versus New Day matches did he have this week? Because the Usos and the New Day had an Usos versus New Day match. He was there. Okay. He was in our hearts. <laughs> We were all thinking about him while that was happening. Um, <laughs> anything else before we go? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. All right. So, like I said earlier, next week we've got uh, a preview for Survivor Series and uh, NXT Takeover, and we've got a War Games coming up. War again, Games, so big exciting things. Got a War Games brewing. Almost makes you want to watch some WCW. Oh, I, I usually do, I, but I watched all those, like, not that, like, last year, I think it was, when we did yeah. the War Games. Yeah. Watched a lot. And I'm starting to think that, like, maybe the Undisputed Era is, like, the new Horseman. Yeah. Or, like, the new Dusty. hmm <laughs> We'll see. Yep. All right. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Head over to the website at browrestlingshow.wordpress.com or check us out on iTunes, rate, subscribe, review, whatever you want to do. Um, Also on our website, we've got links to past episodes, 
uh, email, Twitter, all that stuff. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.